Uh, you know what, Kyle? The Canucks need a boost at third line center. They badly need that bottom six boost. Well, guess what? We're going to talk about some of our favorite third line center targets today. You're listening to the bottom six of Canucks podcast. Locked on Canucks, baby. You're locked on Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, happy Friday, and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Go and download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And before we dive into today's show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, we're going to talk about third line center targets. Specifically, we're going to start with the free agent market. And then later on in the show, we'll get to some potential trade targets as well. But first and foremost, I want to introduce the star third line center from his ball hockey team back in the day, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? Dude, you keep calling me the star third line center. That's, again, the role that I probably could have played, but I never really played because I was also uh, the, the, the Jake Gensel uh, of the ball hockey world in the lower mainland for maybe tw- 12 months, 12 to 16 months, for real. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked on Canucks, your team every day. You got to lead with love, okay? You got to lead with love. A lot of heat in the air, right? Uh, no more no more jerseys. Those types of jerseys, right? No more, no more. And look, again, lead with love. Lead with love. And for me, you know, uh, look at me, okay? Uh, straight Hindu male. I think I've had it pretty easy in the first 30 years of my life, right? First 30 years of my life. There's people. If there's people out there who feel as if, you know, uh, they've had it a bit harder, or a lot harder over this thing called their life, and they want some more spotlight, some more recognition, some more warming up to, you know what I'm saying? A key word, more warming up to, so be it. So be it, okay? And then you got the people, right? They're like, oh, uh, look at all this propaganda, blah, blah, blah. Look at what you're teaching the kids. Uh, There's other things that you got to worry about, blah, blah. Dude, who cares about what the media is feeding your kids? Real talk, get get over that. Who cares what the media is feeding your kids? Just just be a even more focused and a tentative parent, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Trevor Beggs, you taught me that, man. Look, you don't even let your kids, dude, they're never getting phones. You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> lead with oh, love. Man. Well, you're Go right about the up. leading with love. You're, lead, you're, talk, you're right about the leading with love part, you know. It's 2023, man. Like, who cares who anybody loves, okay? Uh, you know, NHL team, they should be wearing these projects. I get why they didn't do it. Um, because, you know, they just don't want that PR nightmare of, you know, players sitting out, teams sitting out. But it's a it's a f-ing joke at the end of the day. Sorry, Kyle, you're gonna have to bleep that out. It's a fucking joke that they're banning proud jerseys right now. Dude, just be great parents. Lead with love. Uh, look, I had great I had great parents, and look at me, I turned out well. That's the goal, okay? Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beck, locked on Canucks. Third line centers. Third line centers. Now, before we get to that, it's all about the people. As you can tell, we'll get to comment corner at the end of the episode. But yeah, third line centers talk about it because i know based on what you talked about a couple days ago a couple days ago you went in you went in on this episode right here say no to these guys ryan o'reilly barbershev on the on that list and more i feel as if you are accustomed to slash kind of comfortable with this list that you're about to present me and that's players that 
you want the Canucks to possibly sign and get them on the low and just add, again, more value contracts to this team. Yeah, so again, I'm going to start with the free agent part of you know third line centers I like for the Vancouver Canucks. And I'll say with this caveat, I do think the best strategy for the Canucks is probably to find a trade center on or find a center on the trade market. You know, target teams who are lacking cap space, who need to move off of assets, maybe find an Oliver Bjorkstrand type, maybe trade an expensive winger for an expensive third line center. Every day is no, we talked about that before. I do think that's the best avenue for the Canucks. But when it comes to free agency, I do think for the third line center spot, again, it's a valuable role for the Canucks, but we're talking about a bottom six player here, okay? With that free money that the Canucks have in, uh, or available cap space that they have, they need to spend most of that on the defenseman, in my opinion. Because, again, you got a hole beside, a hole beside Quinn Hughes uh, on the top pair, and you really need to spend probably the bulk of it for that second pairing left shot defenseman alongside Philip Ronick. So I think I do not want to see this team spending $5 bucks on a JT Confer or a Ryan O'Reilly or a Max Domi. We talked about the buyer beware episode uh, yesterday. So, uh, you know, every day as they've heard of that too. But um, I'm going to check out a couple names here who I do like for the Canucks in that third line center role in free agency if they do go down that road to try to fill the gap here. Um, and the second caveat will be, I know next season it matters, but the Canucks don't need to get it all done this offseason, Kyle. You know, next season matters, but don't be spending money in a dumb way, okay? I'd rather this team take some low-shot bets at some players as well. Um, even if it's an older guy on a one- or two-year deal um, who has some game, like, let's find the stopgap player rather than hit the home run here because I think when it comes to free agency, you're more often getting burned than hitting a home run. I think everyone pretty much overpays in free agency. But um, yeah. you know, my top target for the Canucks, and it's it's no secret here. I think other people, other insiders have mentioned this, but it's Pius Suter from the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so slightly undersized center. Um, he's had three NHL seasons now with one, his first with Chicago and then now two. With Wait, Detroit. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's your favorite pie man out there? The name just Ooh. made me think about that. Apple pie. No pumpkin pie. Oh, wow. I was going to say apple and pumpkin too, man. Jesus Whoa, Christ. Oh, we're are, brothers. Are we, okay. Are we, are we, are we basic or what? Oh, locked on, locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Okay, you know we, we put the extra work in. Okay, we getting coffees together. You know we trying to get that mm -hmm. that mojo yeah. going. You know for the people. Okay, locked on Canucks. Pius Suter. Keep talking about him, man. Yeah. So Pius Suter again. He's you know kind of scored a credible middle six rate over the past couple seasons. Um, in Detroit last year, he actually saw his ice time decrease a little bit. Um, cause I, I think it was mainly because of two reasons. Michael Rasmussen, their big six foot six, six center started to emerge as the true third line center there. Uh, shout out Surrey BC. He's the pride of Surrey. Um, and also Andrew Kopp as well. They signed Andrew Kopp, uh, to that big deal. And that ate into Pius Suter's minutes as well. But Pius Suter, when he's been there, out there on the penalty kill, he's had a positive difference with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and again, this guy's can score at a credible third line rate. Um, so I, I do like him as probably my preferred target uh, for the Canucks free agency. That being said, I think because of the lack of credible centers out there, this guy could get overpaid. So uh, AFP Analytics has Pius Suter's projected value um, on a two-year deal at $1.8 million a season. But then again, I, I, you know, I'd be somewhat comfortable with the Canucks signing him in that like two and a half, maybe $3 million top range. Um because, you know, he's one of the younger players out there. He can kill penalties. Shout out to Switzerland. He's the pride of Switzerland. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just, I'm a fan of what this guy can do. Dude, man, Switzerland just seems as if it would be the most beautiful place to uh, decompress, eat chocolate, make make some good art, you know, li live life. 
shout out to Switzerland. And, and again, I don't, I don't know a lot about this dude, but man, oh man, you know what scares me about him? It's pretty obvious. It's literally right in front of us. Look at the last name and say it, say it the other way. Sutter, I dude. About that before. dude, I think about that, man. I think about that sometimes because that was a scary scenario, okay? The Canucks, I feel as if for a long time have tried, and a lot of teams try to do this, right? Get that third line center spot done right. Never forget what we gave up for Brandon Sutter. Uh, never, never forget <laughs> what, what this guy did for us, you know, for real. For real. Part, part, of the, part of the problem, get well soon, but definitely part of the problem. For real, for real, Jim Benning. Anywho, this dude, I feel as if he's been he's been mentioned in, I don't want to say talks with the Canucks before, but I feel as if on Twitter uh, there's been a lot of accounts uh, slash people just, you know, associating this guy as being a good value player, a good player, uh, some, uh, some level of a player that the Canucks kind of need. And he kind of fits that category that you were talking about, right? You, you, want, you want budget deals and you want – players playing over their value and you don't need to hit home runs you don't need to hit home runs try winning those ones try hitting home runs with those contracts that level of expertise for real and there has to be a philosophy change okay i know mckayev did good things last year when he played but the fact of the matter is that once again this team you know they, they spend every single offseason they, they get one of the bigger fishes pretty much every single offseason and where has that led them or where's that led them they have to be chasing value. Change it. Change it now. Believe in the believe, believe in the fact that you have those stars in place. Chase value and get it done in your pro scouting and in free agency. And by the sounds of it, this guy might not seem just great for the Canucks, but he might actually seem like one of the only options to fit that need uh, to get this team to the point where we're winning games in October, November, December. And again, the city is watching and feeling meaningful hockey again. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, you know, the Canucks again. They need to take that low, uh, that low cost risk, uh, if you want to call it a risk. And you know, Pius Sutter, honestly, he's the um, the most expensive option I have here on my third line center targets in free agency. Is it Pius uh, Sutter I'll, I'll to, or Pius Suter? It's it's Suter. It's Suter. I, oh, that was my, yeah, my mistake. You, there. Thanks for calling I, me I, up, buddy. I, I, no, no, you started okay, talking about Brandon Sutter. You got know, in my head. You know, it's it's um, all um, good. It's okay, it's man. Good. It's okay, man. We're human beings, man. You're just Trevor Beggs, yeah. and I'm just Kyle Bowen. It happens, man. Exactly, buddy. Uh, let me talk about one of my other favorite targets, and it's the pride of Latvia, baby. Shout out Latvia, you know, Teddy Bluger, okay? Cup champion Teddy Bluger. I know he played, like, what, four playoff games the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, they were stacked. They were loaded down the middle. They didn't necessarily need this guy on their cup run, but I really like Teddy Bluger. And, and I'll say this, with every guy I picked here in free Whoa. agency, they all have penalty-killing experience. And not just penalty-killing experience, but they played significant penalty-killing roles in the NHL over the past couple of seasons. Uh, so Teddy Bluger, uh, been a, a solid penalty killer for the Pittsburgh Penguins, a little bit of it in Vegas, although he didn't play that many games for Vegas. But he's been a fourth-line center in Pittsburgh for a few seasons before the trade at the deadline this year. But even though he was a, um, uh, a fourth-line center, you know, in a couple of seasons here, he's scoring at a third-line rate, a second-line rate at even strength. So I do think Teddy Bluger, he's got some untapped potential. He's a little younger, okay? He's, you know, 28, turning 29. Um you know, there's a lot to like about Teddy Bluger. And again, it's projected contract from AFP analytics, two years at 1.1 million. So I think this guy could be had for, you know, a million and a half. And I think he could provide some value on it. And like you said, Kyle, this guy, the Canucks target free agency, he's got to provide some value. Okay. Don't be overpaying a third line center. 
Mm-hmm. It matters, man. This time around, more than any time around in recent Canucks history, uh, this is when they got to win deals. Win deals. And it's harder to win deals with the cream of the crop in free agency because, you know, more often than not, again, you're paying at value. You're never, you know, hitting a grand slam there. You're paying at value or more to lure the guy over. And it's really, really hard to get somebody to even live up to that. Like, it, it's, again, the, I don't, we don't have to explain how free agency works and what's beneficial because we again have seen it all for almost a decade a decade of just like i feel like seven seven years eight years of just spending and doing things wrong around this time of the year locked on canucks your team every day trevor beggs kyle bowen it's friday man it's friday look at you okay some people in the comments and we're gonna get to it at the end of the episode right uh, some people in the comments right go canada go canada we need more canadians on the team blah 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 Blah, blah, blah. I'm tired of Team Sweden, Vancouver. Oh, man, you you dropping that comment in 2023. Just taking shots, right? Taking shots, doing your thing. And uh, here's Trevor Beggs rocking a red and white tank top, bro. Like, dude, you are. You're doing it, man. You're pushing the limits, man. Locked on Canucks. Again, your team every day. Yeah, you know, it might be my uh, my shoddy Wi-Fi um, or your sunglasses, <laughs> but it's actually pink and white. I'm actually rocking the Oh, is it? Day. Okay, yeah. it might be the Wi-Fi. Okay, pink and white. My bad, bro. It happens, man. It yeah, happens. All right. it, it's it's okay to wear pink, man. It's 2023. You know, some guys don't want to rock the pink. I love rocking the pink. Let's go. Uh, let me rip to the last three names I have in terms of free agent targets. Again, not the sexiest names, but just some low-value bets that I like, okay? Noel Achari, um, I'll go with his projected contract, two years, $1.5 million. Uh, Chris Tierney, uh, he actually went through the waiver wire this year, but he was you know playing 17 minutes a night in Ottawa a couple seasons ago. Uh, his projected contract, one year, league minimum, 700, 775000 And last but not least, he's 33 years old, a little older. He's the pride of Abbotsford, baby. Uh, I think a, an underrated player because he's been playing for a bad Ducks team for you know the last couple of seasons. But Derek Grant can kill penalties. Again, he scores at that kind of third-line rate, even sometimes a second-line rate at Anaheim going back to last season. Um, but Derek Grant's got some size, got some snarl. And he is, again, the pride of Abbotsford. Let's go. Those are my targets for third line center. But again, at the end of the day, I think if you really want to upgrade that spot, you got to move off of a winger and you got to find a center. And we suggested a couple months ago, every day is know that. Um, But that's the best road for the Canucks right now, rather than going the free agent route. Yeah, man. And uh, through all that talking, bro, the only player that, again, sounded appealing was Suter. And everyone else sounded like competition for a fourth line spot. Uh, Some of those guys sounded like guys that you bring in to make sure – Neil Zaman is stepping up to the plate in September and not just gifted an opportunity. Yeah. Like creating competition from within and down below. Uh, real talk. I feel like 70% of those 70% of those guys that you mentioned don't have that those are not three line C's for a team that's up against the cap, you know, that has Pedersen on their team and again up against the cap and just signed JT Miller for eight year, eight million dollars. Again, up against the cap. You don't want those guys as your three C over here on the West Coast, the best coast of canada i do believe in you that the best option to get a quality a quality i was about to say replacement a quality guy there is via trade 100 percent locked on canucks i'll give one more shout out to Derek grant because his uh, again he's the pride of abbotsford uh big body he's also born on april 20th let's go bring Derek grant home oh 420 420 we'll talk about that later too man hey man i know it's i know it's not april 20th but it's always 420 on locked on canucks again more on that in a couple minutes uh, let's get to break, man. Who 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 we shouting out here, man? 
All right. So on the other side, we're going to talk about some potential trade targets. Okay. We can't just say that Canucks need to trade for a third line center and then not talk about trade targets. Uh, There's so many options. So we'll we'll try to keep it short and succinct. But first, you know, Kyle, you and I are getting older, grumpier, crustier. And for guys like us, we need to prioritize comfort. That's why we got to chuck out the skinny jeans and slide our hairy legs into some bird dogs apparel. Because you know what, Kyle, I need some sexy shorts to go with my sexy pink and white tank top here. So you know I'm rocking the bird dogs underneath this, okay? You know I'm not going commando for the show. I'm rocking the bird dogs, okay? So bird dogs, let me tell you a bit about bird dog shorts, okay? They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And the reason they fit way better than regular shorts is that regular shorts are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. But bird dogs fix this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Time to show off the chicken legs, baby. Woo! So make sure Whoa. you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you. All right. All right. You're back. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags, wearing the pink and white. Yeah, the sunglasses, the sunglasses, I'm sorry, have a, have a uh, filter on them. You know, things are looking cool here. In my world. I'm enjoying this, man. I'm enjoying this. Uh, again, addicted to hockey once again, thanks to Trevor Beggs. And and thanks to also this, okay? Empathy. Empathy, for real. Because when you asked me to do this all those months ago, for real. Come on, that was a bold question to ask me because you know where you knew where I was at in life, you know? And 95% of me was leading with, you know, saying no. Saying hell no. No chance, bro. Come on, man. All week with Kyle Bowen. I, I drop episodes every tomorrow. Got things going on in the studio. No chance I'm going to spend my time talking about this version of the Canucks. Yes, this version of the Canucks. But then I used that card that always wins, right? We always talk about leading with love. You know how you lead with love? You use empathy. And you think about the other person. And I thought about you, man. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up here, man. I'm getting choked up here, okay? I thought about you. I thought about you. I'm like, dude. This guy wants to do it. I can hear in his voice. He wants to do Locked On Canucks with himself and Kyle Bowen. You've done a lot for me. This is the first thing you ever asked me to do for you. And you're in, not the second thing. I brought flowers up to your wedding. Never forget. Okay, Locked On Canucks, your team every day. The trade. The trade. The winger for center trade. It's, it's going to happen. And I, I'm going to say this because, again, the list that you just put out of these free agents that could fit in that 3C slot that are bargain bin deals. Again, bargain bin deals are the only deals that Canucks should be making this time around. Not appealing if they don't get suitor. So, yeah, they have to yeah. make a trade. The Vancouver Canucks have to make a trade. Who are they getting? Who, who are they shipping? But who, more importantly, who are they getting? Yeah, so I'm just going to rip through a, a few names here. And again, there's so many endless options here. Um, you know, I brought up on the show and I got to stand by it. Um, because I think we projected the Canucks roster a month or two ago, and I had Andrew Kopp as the Canucks third-line center. Uh, he, got, he signed that big deal with Detroit, didn't really live up to it last season, although they played the wheels off of him. He played over 18 minutes a night. I think he fits the mold of what the Red Wings want. I think the Red Wings want to be tougher and hard to play against. But that being said, you know, they got Michael Rasmussen coming up, who had a really good season. I could see them wanting to move off Andrew Kopp, and they also, they also need to score more goals, and Andrew Kopp wasn't doing that for them last season. Um, so I could see a scenario where the Canucks trade their uh, a Besser or Garland, a Beauvillier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's even a Huglander. I kind of hope it's not. 
Um, but one of those expensive wingers trading him for Andrew Kopp. So Andrew Kopp, again, don't have the salary in front of me. I believe it's $5.6 million a season Whoa. he's making for the next Whoa. four years. Whoa. So it's an expensive contract. But again, if you can clear out a Garland or a Besser or a Beauvillier, adding a guy like Andrew Kopp starts to make some sense because this guy can kill penalties. I think he was, you know, overmatched where he was playing in Detroit, higher up in the lineup, 18 minutes a night. But slotting into that third line center role, I think that could be a really, really smart ad for the Canucks. Dude, you've been you've been saying Andrew Kopp more than more than JT Miller on this program since we started this. <laughs> and I'm surprised you didn't say, you know, let's trade JT Miller for Andrew Kopp. I know, I know. Wouldn't happen. I'm just saying I'm surprised Trevor Bags didn't go there. I think if Eiserman makes this deal based on your scouting uh, report and your assessment of the Detroit Red Wings, and I'm pretty sure you have a, a good grasp of that, right? Trevor Beggs. <clears throat> I think I think the only player that Eisman would want would want out of the bunch that you just named is Beauvillier. Just because of the contract expiring as well. Mm-hmm. He seems to move like that, you know? And if he happens to perform well, then he'll handle that accordingly. But I think that is probably the appealing player to uh, to not just Eisman, but many teams around the league because Beauvillier is pretty sick. You can see yeah. he has he has something there. Maybe he's he's like a tier below uh, the again that type of player. You know, like the Jake Ensel type player, or the 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 Zach Hyman type player, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's like a tier and a half below. But again, he brings qualities to the game that. Not a lot of players bring all the time. He's consistent with his effort, I feel like. And he, again, provides value for, again, teams that are actually competing as well. So, yeah, Beauvillier could be that guy that's moving for a center. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Um, I will say Andrew Kopp, native of Michigan. So it would be something else to see, uh, you know, the Michigan boy get traded from uh, the, the Detroit Red Wings. But, uh, again, a bit of an underwhelming season last season, just nine goals in 82 games, uh, 42 points, but he played over 18 minutes a night. Uh, I, again, I just think uh, Andrew Kopp would be a player that talk would want. Um, let, let me rip through a couple other names, though, Cogs. I have talked quite a bit about Andrew Kopp in this program. I'm going to stick yeah, with yeah. the Red Wings for a second. Uh, Joe Valeno, okay? Joe Valeno, again, he's been buried on the depth chart because, you know, at se- the Red Wings had quite a few centers, but um, Joe Valeno's playing behind guys like Andrew Kopp, Pius Suter, Michael Rasmussen. Um, you know, Joe Valeno, <laughs> he, got, he caught attention at the World Hockey Championships for Canada for stomping on some guy's leg, which was atrocious. Um, but aside from that one instant, I actually, actually, his game stood out to me at the world hockey championships, five points in five games. It was only 23 years old. He kind of fits the mold of like taking a a flyer on a guy who maybe isn't working out with his team right now. You know, again, talked about it uh, a few weeks ago, every dare is no, but finding the next Sam Bennett, you know, Joe Valeno, obviously plays that bit of a POS attitude. As you can see, hopefully it doesn't stomp on anyone's legs going forward. But, um, (laughs) you know, that's one more guy on the Red Wings from kind of seeing, if there's more for him to give at the NHL level, considering he's still pretty young. Okay, well, I'm going to be honest. Don't know much about his game, so let's move on to the next player. All right, all right. <laughs> Trevor, leave it at that, right? Come on, man. You you got me excited. You got me thinking. Uh, let's talk about the next person. All right, you know what? I, I wrote down a few more names. How about I just rip through them? And if there's a player that stands out to you, uh, you, you'll give me your take on him, okay? So Ross Colton, we talked about him before. yeah. He's a good target, aside from the fact that he's never killed penalties at the NHL level, which I don't oh. like. I think the Canucks need a penalty killer in that spot. Uh, Trent Frederick of the Boston Bruins, big physical player. Um, the Boston's pretty capped out going into this summer. I think they like Frederick a lot. He suits what they um, what they want on their team. But again, Boston's got to make some moves to be, be cap compliant. 
maybe Frederick could be a casualty of that. Uh, Barkley Goudreau with the New York Rangers. Uh, um, no, no, Jake no, no. Evans, Montreal Canadiens. Great penalty killer. I think maybe, he's got more maybe. to give. He's been he's been a fourth-line center for a bad team. So in that sense, it's not good. But I think Jake Evans has more to give. Uh, and then a couple yeah. of expensive options, okay? John Gabriel Pajot. We mentioned him in that Besser episode, trading uh, Besser for an expensive third-line center. Uh, got, mm-hmm. uh, Pajot, he's got $5 million cap for the next three seasons, I believe. Um, good penalty kill as well. And then last but not least, Kevin Hayes. He's out there in the rumor mill, got a massive contract, over seven million bucks a season. Um, but the Flyers Whoa. are trying to make moves. Is there any chance the Canucks No way? What are you doing? Would, man? would it work in any sense acquiring Kevin Hayes? Dude, uh, no, dude. no way, dude. Come on, man. I don't even okay. Back to back days. This guy brings out, puts that into the universe, right? Okay, let's go get this guy. Seven million a year. We need a third line C. And yesterday you're talking about Pedersen waiting until next year to sign his contract. Begsy, man. Begsy, bro. I hope you're taking care of yourself, man. For real, man. You got to go <laughs> for a walk and read some books, man, because you you saying things, man. you making yeah, me concerned. I, I hated that Kevin Hayes contract at the time. But look, if Philly trades him, they're probably retaining some salary. Like, they're not going anywhere over the next few seasons. Oh. Um, you know, Kevin Hayes is a good player. He's just way overpaid. That's the problem. So, if there's a deal to be made where the Canucks can get off a winger contract, maybe it's not even in the same deal, but the Canucks get off a winger contract, acquire Kevin Hayes with some salary retention from Philly. Uh, it's not my favorite option, but it's uh, it's something worth noting, okay? Uh, but yeah, three more years at $7.14 million a season. Oh, it's a steep cap it, man. Yes, that's a lot, and I just don't even want to go there. Even with the salary retention and all that stuff, we're talking about value, okay? Just just sign someone for $2.5 million, and have them play like they're worth 3.75 or 4.25, you know? Put them in the right place. Have them excel. We need that on this version of the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, of all the players I mentioned, Kevin Hayes is probably my least favorite target. But <laughs> just wanted to check out some names that, again, players that kill penalties. You know, their underlying profile at 5-on-5 five five is, is intriguing. Um, or they're younger players who could potentially have more to give. So it's kind of a mix of everything there. Um, I, I'd say my preferred targets out of that probably Jake Evans from Montreal. And I do like Andrew Kopp as well. Um, and you know, actually, and Trent know. Frederick's a good player too. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We Some of these guys, again, it might be the Canucks again. Look, they have two picks in the third round. They have three picks in the fourth round. I do wonder if there's kind of an Oliver Bjorkshire type deal to be made where they're trading a third and a fourth for a player with a bit of term who's maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe a team with some cap problems needs to get off of. Yeah, get creative. Win one of those deals. Make one of those up. You're repping the West Coast, the best coast of Canada. You know what I'm saying? The people of Vancouver. 100%. 100%. Yes, sir. There we go. A common corner on the other side. But, you know, speaking of deals, okay? You know, I'm a big last-minute deals guy, and I found the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. All right. Now, game time, they got my back. I get these emails from Nicole at game time, and she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Not only are those weekly emails a tease, but GameTime also offers me flash deals on last-minute tickets. What's even better than that is that they have a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. It doesn't end there. You can also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now I have no choice but to get up off my rear end and go check out a local show on a Friday night. So make sure you snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, 
create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Okay, okay. You're back. You're back. On Locked On Canucks, your team. Every day. Hey, speaking of every day, man. Every day at 4.20 p.m., we are dropping episodes of Locked On Canucks on YouTube and into the world of podcasting. Hit the link below if you want to, you know, catch us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe for, again, new episodes every day if those days happen to be weekdays. Who knows, though? Maybe on the weekend, once in a while, when when I'm at the studio and I'm feeling it and uh, the sativa's hitting and I just feel like getting creative and saying something, you know, maybe you'll get a bonus episode. Maybe Trevor will want to do the same thing. Who knows? But again, 4.20 p.m. every day. Comment Corner starts now, okay? First comment. Oh, whoa, whoa. This is from yesterday's episode. (laughs) Again, about Dumbo. What are the chances? What are the chances? First comment uh, with... With something from the Simashev video, Simashev video, anywho, it comes from, how do you say this guy's name, Trevor? Get, get that going. <laughs> Kuchiku4395. Yeah, see, I didn't want to. <laughs> Rock and hey, roll, Kuchiku. He's talking about Simashev possibly being the best defenseman in this draft in a couple of years. Did you make a burner account and drop this comment or what? Kuchik, that sounds like something you would say. For real. It does, it does sound like a, a name I would make. No, it wasn't me. And, you know, I got to be honest with the listeners here. I got to be honest with you right now. I did pick David Reinbacher for the Canucks at 11th overall and the Canucks locked on NHL mock draft. But I have I had a bit of drafting regret. I kind of regret not going with Simashev, but I was just kind of shocked that Reinbacher was there and he was the safe pick. Um, but yeah, you know what? That's why I'm uh, I'm not a professional uh, professional scout. <laughs> bum bum. That's why you're not one of those guys. And bro, who knows, no. man? You you didn't take a swing and a miss. Like, dude, we don't know. We don't know. We'll see. We don't know. We'll see, man. Okay. Uh, this one comes from I think his name's David. Okay. Uh, the Canucks on their current roster have more Canadian-born players than players born in any other country or territory. Uh, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of comments in the in the live. I wouldn't say a lot, okay? You know, like maybe three or four. And there's some in the actual commentary below about, you know, this team needing more Canadians, uh, less Swedish players. Look at what Vegas did. People, man. People. People desperate out here. People desperate out here to get that dub. They're not being – I don't think they're being mean or whatever. It's passion, and it's a little bit of uh, irrationality, you know? Yeah. It's an emotional subject, you know, the topic of winning in relationship to the Vancouver Canucks. It it brings out a lot in people, for real. Yeah, 100%. And uh, thanks for commenting there, bud. Um, uh, I'm curious, like, you know, when he talks about 10 Canadians on the Canucks roster, is that of the 23-man roster? Is that, like, just what's on cap friendly right now? Because I don't know, man. We're well, just, I'm, our I'm, research I'm look- is from the commenters, man, okay? It's locked on Canucks. Yeah. Team every day. I'm looking at the stats from from 2022-23, or at least of, on opening night 2022, um, and you know 41.4% of NHLers were Canadian. So for the Canucks to have 10 of 23 players that are Canadian, they're they're pretty much around league average, maybe a bit below. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It does it doesn't matter. We go find good hockey players. I don't care where they're from. Go find good hockey players, and we had a couple more people talking about how, uh, again, uh, you need more. Uh... 
you need more uh, Canadian slash I'm done with Team Swede in Vancouver. I, I can't really say anything to it because I don't really feel a way. I can kind of see where the not the it's not anger again. It's like this irrationality fandom. It's just sports, right? Blah blah blah. Um, but since Marcus Naslin introduced me to the game of hockey, and then the torch was carried and brought to next next levels, representing the city by Henrik and Daniel, I, I can I can't say anything. And one of my all time favorite players in NHL history, probably top three, top five, Peter Forsberg. It's like, dude, come on, man. Nick Lidstrom, Nick Lidstrom, are you serious? I just named my kid Henry, man. You don't think that I had, that had a little bit of Henrik Sedin in there? Come on, man. Dude, you're crazy, man. Come on, man. It's just sports, bro. You got to bring sports to any, everything, it's, dude. It's, it's beyond sports, man. Henrik Sedin, oh. classy guy, classy individual, you know, donating big chunks of change to charity. You know, one of the most yeah. terrible guys in the league, one of the most fit guys out there. It's There's lots like what Henrik Sedin, man. So, you know, maybe a small influence in, in the name of my son. It is what it is. You know, you were named after Trevor Linden. So it kind of yeah. makes sense. You know, it kind of makes sense. And that was another another week, another week of locked on Canucks. I was I was I was feeling grateful for this opportunity. Yo, Bexy, you you doing a lot for the people of uh of Vancouver of the world who again happen to tune in to Canucks coverage. And we do this every day. We also do it yesterday too, okay? Woo! Yesterday's episode, it, it was it was talking about Alvin, okay? Move those shoulders. It's Friday. Move those shoulders, okay? Alvin talking about potentially trading that number 11 pick up. Uh, well, well, to get something up in the draft. And uh, it made us think. Trevor Beggs was on one yesterday. Go check out that episode. Again, wherever you stream podcast. And uh, what's the last thing I got to say here before we get out? Cody Lawless, dude. Cody Lawless, Sunshine State of a Happy Camper. Available now wherever you stream podcast. Did I say podcast? Music. Music. Hey, go get it. Good dude. Great dude. Better musician. Actually, I can't say that. He's actually a better dude than he is a musician. That just, I, Cody is one of a kind guy. One of a kind guy. I can't even say much more about it. So I'll shut up now. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Begsy, sign us out. All right. Like I said, another week in the books. And I, I'm stoked for what's coming up, Kyle. You know, the draft is next Wednesday. Okay. We got lots of crazy stuff to talk about. Okay. Today we talked about third line center targets. Next week, we got to talk about the best defense with targets to free agency because that's where I do think the Canucks should spend their money. If we have time, I also want to do an episode kind of previewing what the Canucks roster would look like, you know, if they followed our moves, Kyle, okay? Um, also, obviously, maybe do a bit of a draft preview. And I also want to touch on players that might shake loose from cap strap teams, doing a bit of a close look with that. And we'll probably do a draft postmortem as well. Lots coming up here on Locked On Canucks. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed. Shout out against the everydayers, the occasional listeners. As in, this is your first time listening. We love you, but make sure you hit subscribe as well. Maybe turn on some notifications, but we got to get out of here. I'm Begsy. That guy's Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Shout out to being a, a straight Hindu with great parents, man. We blessed. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>